This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, Do you remember your sex education? Was it helpful to you? Was it filled with scientific information rather than real practical advice? I'm Diggory Waite, and this is The Real Sex Education. Each week, I'll be joined by a guest. We'll impart our own sex wisdom, ask our own sex questions, and we'll go over all the things they don't teach you in school. To bring this all together, though, we'll need an expert. A sexpert, if you will. But the only sex and relationship therapist I know is my mum. Hello, mum. Hello, Diggs. In this episode... We speak to writer and presenter Jackie Adadeji. Usually when people meet me, the next thing would be like, oh my God, hi, you've got massive boobs. We talk about why the conversation around breasts needs changing. Boobs are always laughed at, do you know what I mean? In terms of like when we think about nip slips, carry on and like, ooh, what a lovely pair. Like just in British culture, we just laugh at boobs. And what Jackie's dad thinks of her line of work. He's always like, why do you have to talk about tits? And I'm like, dad, that is not my ministry. Boobs is my ministry, okay? Hello and welcome to The Real Sex Education, Series 4. I'm Digby Waite and I'm joined, as always, by accredited sex and relationship therapist Kate Campbell. Hello, Mum. Hello, Diggs. Mum, we're back. Cool, it's been a long time. I've forgotten what we do. What do we do? It wouldn't be anything to do with sex because we're, we're a mum and son. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be weird. That'd be weird. Yeah, no. but whatever we're doing, there's going to be a hell of a lot more of it. There's going to be more of it than ever this series. So that's well, how we're going to make up for how long how long we've been away. Oh, well, that's all right then. Because this series, we're splitting things up a bit. We're going to be interviewing a guest one week, answering your submitted sex questions the next, and having some more bonus chats and interviews in between. So all going well, you'll be hearing us for the next 20 weeks. <gasps> for 20 weeks? I know. Crazy. Yeah. How long's that? I actually don't know. It's, ba- it's pretty much half a year, isn't it? It's 52 weeks in a year. So it's basically the best part half of a year. half a year. Yeah. Wow. So that's pretty good. So we're going to be around for, for quite some time. So make sure you get your questions in podcast at hatchick.com or following us on Instagram and Twitter at Real Sex Head Pod and send us a DM there. We will always keep your anonymity if you want us to. Otherwise, we'll... Otherwise we won't. Yeah. We won't. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, make sure wherever you listen to this mm. right now, make sure you're following us so you're kept abreast mm. yeah. <laughs> of every episode that comes out, bonus or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Speaking of keeping people abreast, today is a very special episode. As usually we talk about a specific aspect of sex or relationships, but today we'll be talking about a specific body part. We're going to talk about boobs. Are we? Yes. Are you excited? I'm very excited, yeah. Well, to get us in the boob mood, Mum, although I'm sure a lot of people won't need helping into the boob mood, I'm sure they're already in it. And as a little treat for the start of our new series, we're going to do a little boob quiz. I'll read out five statements and you tell me if they're true or false, okay? Oh, God. Why do you think I'd know? Well, I don't know. We're about to find out. We'll all learn together. Well, I'm not. I'm, don't worry, this isn't a test. Oh, I'm scared. But maybe it is. Okay, statement mm. one. Are you ready? Oh, no, mm. you, look at you. I'm frightened. Yeah, well, don't be scared. Don't worry. I'm, it's not, It's not. you know, if you get these wrong, it just means that you're a bad sex therapist. It's not All like, right. uh, you know. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? No. Statement number one. Gaining weight can make your boobs bigger. True or false? I would have thought so. So you're saying true? Yes. That is true. 
But oh. your boobs can change size for all sorts of different reasons. Isn't that right? Well, you know, hormones and things like that. I mean, they're different sizes at different times in the cycle for a start. There and they go. can be really painful, like rocks as well, just before a period or when you're in early pregnancy or when you're breastfeeding, actually, when they fill up, they, they get bigger and they get very, very hard and um, sore. There you yeah. go. So so it's not just getting weight that can make your boobs bigger. It's all no. sorts of factors. Even like you say, like the time of month, just hormones, things like that. Mm. All right, here we go. Step number two. If you're breastfeeding full time, mm. you burn on average 200 calories a day. True or false? I just thought it was more than that, actually. That is fascinating. So you're going to say false? Um, well, at least 200 calories a day, I would say. Mum, you're absolutely right. It is false. It's 300 calories a day. Yes. And that's according to the NHS. I thought that'd be the one that caught you out. How the hell do you know that? Well, because I've done it. Yeah, but did, well, did you think to yourself, oh, blimey, this, is, this, this feels about definitely more than 200 calories I'm expelling yeah, here? Well, it's apparently sort of equivalent of a Mars bar or something. But if you, if you um, and I haven't checked the calories in a Mars bar, which I actually no. think were probably more than 300, but, you know, who knows? Really? But I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I try and Other avoid chocolate. Other chocolate bars are available. Yeah, Oh, absolutely. that's not bloody true. You it, don't try and avoid chocolate. When's the last time you saw me eat chocolate? Right. What, when I think of a Mars bar and you, what yeah. do I think of? A Mars bar cut in half. Yeah. I, every time I go to the little sweet drawer or cupboard in our house, I'd open it up and there'd be a Mars bar cut with a knife in half. Yeah. And every time I clean out the cupboard, there's like <laughs> dozens of little Mars bars. There's dozens of them. So she wouldn't just take then the second half of the one she'd already cut in half. She would then get a new Mars bar out and cut that in half. That's because I'd lost it because people had riffled around. But the oh. thing was, when is the last time you saw half a Mars bar? When is the last time you saw me eat chocolate? So maybe you're over chocolate. Are you more of a shortbread fan now? Shortbread Christmas trees. That's true, which we're still having now. And uh, we're well into 2022. Because I bought up the entire shop full of them because I like them. Can I just say, I think there's certain people I know who are breastfeeding. And if they were expending 300 calories a day, they're going to waste away. Mm. Well, absolutely. And, and, uh, And people do, but they eat more. I mean, you know, and they yeah, eat more I chocolate. Yeah, to accommodate. Yeah. More chocolate. So, Send them a Mars bar. But it is true. You can lose weight very, you can lose your baby weight very quickly um, if you are, if you are breastfeeding because right. it, because it does use up so many calories. But you said when you're breastfeeding full time and I was just thinking, oh, that is grim. The whole idea of just sitting there 24 hours a day, just mm. saying, bring me more chocolate, please. Yeah. Bring me oh. more chocolate, please. And you're just breastfeeding the whole time. Isn't that what um, Mad Max is all about? And they got women who just breastfeed 24-7. Who's Mad Max? Ah, Tom Hardy. Doesn't matter. All right. Mm. New statement. Are you ready for this one? Not really. One breast is usually bigger than the other. That's true. That is true. Well done. Mm. Most women find that one breast is usually bigger than the other. Uh, and this is totally normal, apparently, mm-hmm. according to, to this. In fact, research found that usually it's the left breast that's larger, uh, with about 65% of women reporting a smaller right breast. Any idea why the hell that would be? I don't know. Does it have something to do with other body organs? No, genuinely, people, from what I have found, people actually don't know. There's theories, but I just wondered if you had one yourself. No. As a, as a practising... Medical professional. <laughs> Practising really hard one day, I'll get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, today is not that day. All right. Are you ready for statement number four? Mm. Boobs are just made of fat. No, they're not. Quite right. That's false. They're made up of a combination of fat and fibrous 
tissues, uh, as well as glands and ducts to make breast milk. Exactly. I mean, how yeah. would you make the milk in fat? There's quite a network, aren't there? Yeah. Well, mm. listen, Mum, we're now at statement number five, and you're currently four for four. So <laughs> this is very good. Oh, this is the one I'm going to get wrong. Here we go. You can orgasm through nipple stimulation. Yes, you can. Oh, my God, guys. Give her a round of applause. Unbelievable. Look at that. Five out of five. Ta-da. How come you can... So, come on. This has blown my mind. What are you talking about? You can you can orgasm through nipple stimulation. The, the breasts are incredibly sensitive. And well, I, I knew that, but I was like, <clears throat> can you orgasm? Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah, if you, yeah. And I mean, not, not, not everybody has had that experience, but some people find it really easy and other people are taken by surprise when it happens or mm. other people, it never happens and they, and they don't actually like having their breasts touch. But the vast majority of people want, I mean, you, you know, if, if you were making love to someone, it's breasts first before you start, before you start getting interested in other areas mm, um breasts perhaps. you know well no don't go don't, you know going diving straight for the genitals not a good idea no but, i'm just saying different people have different sexual scripts or you know you know they, they might have something else that's first in the order but you you are right i think for the mo- for most people they they would it would uh, you, you, naturally well you, most most women like to be warmed up most women do not want diving straight for the genitals uh, no that that sounds i'm sure whole. yeah on the whole, yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, God. Your mind. What? Dragged up. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so good. I can always just blame it on you. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Well, what did you think of that little game, man? All those five statements. You know all that already, so you're fine. You didn't, you didn't learn anything new. It's scary. Well, hopefully you'll learn something new. Uh, in this next bit because we have a wonderful guest to talk to us more about booze we have the wonderful jackie adadeji columnist and presenter so jackie thank you so much for joining us Diggs, i'm so happy to be here and i'm i'm really really honored to meet you and your mom hi kate hello it's so wonderful to have you here it's great Oh, I'm, I'm, thank you for having me. It's a ridiculous honour. So thank you. They've been looking forward to it for ages, haven't we, Diggs? We, we have, we have. We can't wait. We've been, yeah, we've been looking to tie you down yeah. for a long time. Wow, that sounds weird Ooh. and sexual. I That's the problem with this show. <laughs> that, that is You've the problem with this show. Okay. I know, this is absolutely terrible. We're not talking about kink today. That's just not what we can do, but that's just not what we want to do. Oh, God. All right. Um, let's move swiftly on. Jackie, for people at home that, that, that don't know, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, so I am a podcaster, presenter, um, and I'm someone who loves boobs. Mm. Usually when people meet me, maybe not so much nowadays, but before, they'd always, mm. the next thing would be like, oh my God, hi, you've got massive boobs. So my whole career at the moment has been <laughs> me trying to increase more boob positivity in the world. I just featured on a Channel 4 documentary called Boobs which was a really great feminist film and not just because I'm in it, but I'm actually naked in it. Um, Oh, really? Wow. My dad is fuming. He is livid. And you know he's a vicar, so he's just like so angry. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's always like... You know, why couldn't you have just been a pastor? Like, why do you have to talk about tits? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Dad, that is not my ministry. Boobs is my ministry, okay? Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's my gift to the world. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I'm also um, a lifestyle columnist for The Metro. And I talk about different things from body image to dating to gender to race and so forth. Trying to make sure that there's less shame in the world around the way we feel about ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Let's. I think it's a good point then to take it back because, like you say, because now, so people would come up to you and be like, "Wow, you have amazing boobs." Yeah. So, 
before all of that, if we were to wind it all back, what was little Jackie like at school? Like pre any of this, what was what was going on then? Um, well, I was always like a really kind of outspoken, confident child, and mm. always like the loudest in the class. I always had like different friends in different classes. But then when I grew boobs, then that that's when things changed. As in, I became really insecure. That was when that girl just completely disappeared. And mm. why do you think that was? Because I felt like I was a child, but I looked like a woman because mm. I was starting to grow big boobs. By the time I was about, I suppose, 11. Yeah, when I was, I was 11, I was a 30 double F. So that's pretty big. And I talk about this thing called adultification, where like I then became an adult. I was perceived to be an adult because of my boobs and obviously my body was changing. And I felt really confused because mm. I felt like, well, boobs are something that like glamour models have, or at least of my size. Yeah. And I, but I'm not like that. And I just felt really confused. And then obviously you're a young girl and you're going, you're going, you know, you're walking to and from school and whatever, and you're being catcalled and mm. you're sort of like, you know, you sort of like the attention, but you're also like, I don't know if that's normal. Like there was just so much going on. So mm. from then... I then decided to start hiding my body. So when I was maybe 12, 13, I used to wear my dad's oversized hoodies. Like even in the summer, I would be sweating like I'm in the desert. Wow. But it meant that like I would never get attention and I could just hide mm. because I felt like my body was a problem. And mm. I also, because I come from like a heavily Christian background, my dad being in the church, there was lots of, oh, don't wear that because that's really promiscuous or don't wear that because so-and-so will think this. So I couldn't even really express myself, you know? So mm. there was lots of kind of policing um, and pushing down. Mm. So then I was just a bit like, I'm just going to hide because it's easier and then no one will disturb me and then I won't also disturb other people, you know? So I remember at my school, the, there was one girl in our class who got who got boobs before everyone else and she was kind of picked on and bullied but it was funny because you you could see the people that were bullying her were the kind of like cool girls in the school but yes. they were quite jealous and they were like mm. they were and it was that that adultification that you were talking about where where like i think they were annoyed because they were like well boobs equals like you said like glam models and that sort of stuff yeah. and they were jealous and they yes. were annoyed and so they would pick on her and it was this weird thing yeah. was there any of that going on as well do you reckon yeah there was probably some jealousy around the fact that i was already I suppose because I think when you're a teenager you just want to be an adult you know you just want to be like grown so I think maybe there was elements of that but for me it was more do you know what it was more like I was the butt of the joke do you know what I mean Mm. it was always like if I'm playing sports or whatever it's always oh there she goes again or like look at her boobs you know and I would Mm. see people mouth like look at her boobs I wasn't bullied but I think I mean maybe I suppose I was in a way but I feel for me I just felt like uh I was laughed at and actually, mm. when we look at boobs from like a British lens, boobs are always laughed at. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like when we think about nip slips mm. and like, you know, the seaside postcards and carry on and like, ooh, what a lovely pair. Like just in British culture, mm. we just laugh mm. at boobs like loads. And I think that for me, I was just the butt of the joke um, for a really long time. And that yeah, that was really hard because like you then start playing the role of being the butt of the joke because you just feel like, oh, you just have to be you have to behave that way because yeah, that's what yeah, everyone yeah. expects of you. You know, because it's just like always, oh, and you know, if you, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Do you know what I mean? It's that's just like, it. oh, I'll just, I'll just be the ditzy one sort of thing, because that's what you expect of me. So, what was the, what was the attitude of the teachers at school? I mean, were were they supportive or not really? So when you know, when you're in like year five, year six, and you can all get changed for PE with the boys mm. in the classroom, because no one's like developed yet. So like, you've all got like, you know, 
fried eggs. Like no one's got boobs mm. yet. Mm. So like the girls can just walk around in their vest and whatever. By the time I was about, I suppose 11, yeah, my teacher, I remember I was getting changed and my teacher said, I'm really sorry, Jacqueline, but you can't get changed with us anymore because you're growing and you're developed and you have to go to the changing room now. Mm. And I was like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, you, your body's just growing. You need to, that's where you need to go now. And I was like, oh my God. Like, and I felt so alienated because yeah. I'm like, it's almost like you can't sit with us anymore. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? It was just so confusing. Mm. And there was no, because there was no one, you know, in my class or anyone my age that was going through the same thing. I felt really alone. Like it was literally like missing my youth, even though I was young, if that makes sense. Mm. Like it was such a weird thing of like, oh, I just want to be a little girl. It's like, oh, wait, but you are a little girl, but then you're not treated like a little girl. That's a really important point because sex education doesn't really deal with bodies at all. And, you know, when people come for sex therapy, they're mm. often really hung up about their breasts or their genitals. Um, yes. And, and you know, they don't know what anyone else's look like either because mm. it's just not something that's discussed. And it's totally, it's ridiculous. Mm. We yeah. need to, well, yeah, I mean, you, and, and you can't own it and enjoy it if you don't know what's okay and if you're made to feel exactly. different. Yeah. Totally. And I think as well, I suppose you probably know this, Kate, as well, where I feel like, what are the perfect boobs anyway? Like, mm. I think it's like, mm. there was no dialogue around like, you know, embrace the different sizes of your boobs and there's boob diversity. Like that, that was just not a conversation. Mm. And you're looking in, you know, that was the time when page three was super popular mm. and like loads of people, there was such a surge in celebrities getting boob jobs and things like that. And I still think, I think it's still the most popular cosmetic surgery mm. procedure. So for me, I just felt abnormal because I'd never seen anyone who had naturally big breasts. Mm. And when I did see that, it was always on shows like where they were the freaks. Like it was yeah. like, you know, you mm. get those like documentaries that are like on at late at night and it's like, my boobs are suffocating me and I can't breathe. And like, it's like some program in America where the person's like, I, like M&Ms fall down my boobs and like, <laughs> you know, like all my food falls down my boobs and like now I'm starving. Like it's always stuff like that. And I'm like, I cannot relate to this. Like <laughs> yeah. this is insane. You know, Americans are so extra with their programming. Yeah, yeah, like it's so always true. like, I'm in a wheelchair now because of my boobs. And it's just like, this yeah. is not inspirational for me huh <laughs> yeah, they are exactly. problematized aren't they big boobs are, i mean because all i've ever heard is oh well yeah. you have to be you have people worry about it they want them reduced because they're mm. so big they fall over they keep toppling over yes. and, they're in a wheelchair and, they can't yeah. eat apparently you know all that stuff yeah <laughs> but the, yeah yeah and it's bad for their backs and things like yes. that and all, totally. of, all of this and not everybody yeah. feels that way exactly exactly and also i i there are a lot of people who are suffering and there are, there is like a, which I think isn't taken seriously enough. There are lots mm. of women with big breasts, can't afford breast reduction, have been turned away by the NHS for mm. breast reduction, who are having to resort to go on, you know, starting crowdfunders and things like that to get wow. money, to get procedures. And mm. it's affecting their mental health. I am not one of those people. So where my boobs are like annoying or whatever, it's not to the point where I'm like, I can't function. When do you think then that you started doing ma making that sort of change? Because mm. you said when you were younger, maybe yeah. there was a bit more of the shame around it, and now there's well, way less of that. And like you say, you're so. Where, where, how how did how did the change come about? So I went through a phase of like obviously hating my chest, mm. and then I went through a phase where I was over sexualizing myself. So obviously I got to mm. maybe fifteen, sixteen, and that's when like everybody wants boobs, and I and obviously the guys in my year are all growing and they're perhaps watching lots of porn and they're seeing mm. big boobs. 
So I would have them out all the time. Maybe I was 16 or something. I'd have them out all the time. And like, mm. I would go out with my friends and then I'd meet a guy. And then he's like looking at my chest, be like, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, my face is up here. Like, I'd just be so like, <laughs> and I would do it on purpose because I'm like, yeah. because I felt like, oh, okay, I can finally get attention. Mm. Like finally mm. I'm going to be noticed, you know? So I was using my, I was letting my boobs define me actually for mm. a significant period. And then I went to uni and was working in TV. And then I started a podcast called Jackie Big Tits, which lots of people had said to me, like, you're going to ruin your career. Like, you know, and I was mm. like, but this is, that's the whole point because I wanted to start stating the obvious. Right. And I love making people feel really uncomfortable. Mm. Like I remember someone saying to me, like, I heard you got a podcast. What's it called? And I was like, Jackie, this is, this is the moment you've just got to tell everybody. Yeah. And they all just burst out laughing. And I was like, because it's so obvious I have big boobs, right? Yeah. So in a way, me calling my podcast Jackie Big Tits was me taking my power back. Because mm. you're, you're just stating the obvious. Yeah, I mean, I'm it. stating the obvious. They're not really. I am. So it's like, you can't laugh at me because I'm the one that created the joke. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. that's kind of how I did it. And then now it's like, literally no one says to me really these days your boobs are so big because it's like mm. duh like mm. do you know what I mean mm. it's like whereas I think before because I was hiding if someone said it to me I'd then feel a bit like really conscious of like oh my god like but now it's like this is literally what I do so you're just telling me like that's my career mm. so do you know what I mean yeah yeah, of, yeah but that's how I and that's how I empowered myself and through there I then started feeling more open to discuss other things but mm. that it was about taking reclaiming my power that's, that's what it, it. was so it's like, you know, these are my boobs and they're part of me. They're not the best thing about me, but mm. I get to define it, everything on my terms. And I think that for me, that was really important. It also meant that it enabled me to find other women who I had never met before, who knew my experience, who mm. I, I've, I know so many women with big tits now. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, where yeah. have you be where have you honeys been like yeah, yeah. i was suffering where were you like, yeah. <laughs> we've all had such like parallel experiences and it's like i found my tribe mm. but if i didn't speak out i would have never found them perhaps and you talk about that community i mean the other day i read you were featured in a blog by the fuller bus wardrobe yeah. and it was a it was great it was all these women talking about what their big boobs meant to them and it was all mm. really positive and yeah. there's two things that you said which really were amazing so you said that they give strength back to you yeah. and they represent the shame that you felt whatever people's perceptions are about boobs mm. talk about the strength is that what you were talking about here like just t reclaiming it yeah i think like when i look at sort of the journey of myself my boobs are a massive part of it they're just a testament to like how much I have developed as a as a person because my insecurity started with my boobs, but I've ended on an. Uh, but where I am now is like completely different. I'm like a whole different person. So my boobs, you know, our boobs are with us till the very end. Yeah, and you know, and they're going to take me through motherhood, and they're going to take me through other things. You know, so many. So for me, at this stage in my life, in my twenties, I look at my boobs and think they remind me and they represent how much I've, I've developed, how much I've grown, and also how I've been able to liberate myself on my own terms as opposed to someone you know 
telling me how I should feel. It's such a good point that you make about your body, your body being a testament to your experience, because, Mm. you know, so many people come and say, oh, my breasts have changed so much since I was pregnant or or breastfeeding or whatever, or or my tummy's too fat since I had the baby and that sort of thing. And it's and it's just my goodness, your body did this amazing thing. Yes. Mm. Why do you want Mm. to cover that up? Why do you why do you want to to pretend it didn't? I mean, if you've been keeping your child alive life all this time mm. with your body uh, that's mm. incredible that's yeah. amazing embrace yeah absolutely yeah. yeah that's the way we should look at it but we're all oh no you've got to be like this and then yes mm. you'd like and actually, stick. Kate, Kate I wonder um hopefully you don't think this is too personal but when it comes to breastfeeding mm. like do you, did you feel shamed like when you were breastfeeding or did you feel sort of a bit of like, oh, funny about bringing your boobs out? Because I read so much about when women are breastfeeding and they feel not just shamed by men, but by women. Well, de- definitely. Well. It's it's much, women are much worse if, yeah. if when it comes to that sort of thing. But I think me and my friends, we were all determined to just do it. So uh, we there was never a question. I mean, if anyone had told me to get up and go to the loo to feed my baby, I, mm. I mean, it would have just... Um, just, <laughs> you would have flipped out. I, I would have, <laughs> you I mean, would have just could it. not have happened. The, but the only, the only thing was there was one time, I was doing it so often, mm. there was one time where I went... I went into t- into town. I went shopping, and I went. I walked in, and I went to the bank. And the woman in the bank went. I would made this big sort of tut, and there was this. I don't know. So anyway, I got back and picked up the baby. It wasn't Diggory; it was a different one. <laughs> Another one. And I picked up the baby to go and feed it, and I suddenly realised I didn't need to get my boobs out. I just mm. I hadn't put them away after. Oh right. <laughs> And that's where the tutting was coming from. Okay. So I walked, into, <laughs> I'd the walked into the town and gone to, gone to the shops, gone to the bank, walked back again. Oh, my God. <clears throat> oh dear, exposed. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, wow. Soon, soon my, my boobs are pretty famous around Brentford. Oh, I, lo- I love that for you, Kate. Get them out any day of the week. Free the nip. I'm serious. Free the yeah, nip. That was a, Free yeah, the actual absolutely. nip. Like, we've mm. all got Free- Jaffa cake nipples. Let's just get them out. Yeah. yeah, but it, it's it's really interesting you, you mentioned motherhood because it's something I wanted to focus on as well. Because listening to your podcast, Boob Share, mm. it's so good on that. No, the podcast is great because like it's just you know people talking about their boobs and it, and there's there's so much to be said for it. And a lot of lot of that conversation is about motherhood and mm. and breastfeeding and stuff. And there's so much stuff that I learned that I never knew before. Right, about, same. Ab- like about just yeah, boobs in general, but and particularly like things like breastfeeding, like milk comes out of several holes. Right. I, mm. in, in the same nipple I just thought surely it's just one hole one nipple one hole right? you right? think that's what that. I thought why would it not be why would it not be one hole one nipple <laughs> come on let's be real what, what? that's mental well you can so, I, well I mean you, you the babies are really little wouldn't you choke them if it was all just coming in bump one big whoosh I have no idea I don't know yeah, even though see, I should be an expert but you know what sometimes I'll tell you one mm. one thing that they don't tell you about is that you can that when a baby's sucking yet they can actually go quite numb which is probably why I didn't notice when mine were out instead of it yes. but, but, <laughs> but sometimes you can get a sort oh, of they can just suck really hard and then they take their heads away and you don't notice and there's like a stream still coming out out. so you're kind of there's a fountain that appears wow. and just sprays everything that nobody tells you about this you have to look out for it oh my, and you can get breast milk ice cream oh yeah wow really? i'm gonna try some 
Yeah, I, I think it's really tasty, actually. Oh, is breast milk nice? Mm. It's very sweet. Very, very, very sweet. Much too sweet, really. Yeah. But can oh, you really? put it in like your coffee? Yeah. Or is that like too... Yeah, okay, but you right. have to have quite a lot to make it go dark. It, it, doesn't, oh, it doesn't sort of whiten it the way cow's milk does. But, um, <laughs> but it's... <laughs> I'll stick with soya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you can, but you see, you can, if you wanted flavoured milk, then just eat some garlic or something. Um, you Is know. that true? Does that, that change it? Well, it was funny. Do when you I want ha- garlicky milk? I'm not, I'm somehow, I just that's feel like that's interesting. Not- no, people yeah. used to pick up my babies and go, oh, what have you been eating? Because my babies, because I all smelt so much of garlic. Of garlic, because I used to eat tons of garlic and chili and things, and just of these poor wow. babies. Just had this. Wow. No wonder I didn't have any friends when I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we went to the play centre and there was all the other babies there, and I was calling around, being like, "Anyone want to hang out?" They hated like, it. Oh, he smells like, of garlic. He yeah. smells of garlic. That's the garlic baby. <laughs> the garlic baby, garlic boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, garlic boy. <laughs> But um, I love this it. is also, is this true as well? I mm. don't know if this might have happened to you, man, but it's something I heard on your podcast as well, Jackie. Yeah. You can, you can lactate from hearing a baby crying. Mm. Is that true? Just yeah. by hearing another baby crying. That's, I think it's so amazing. Like, that sorry, is amazing. boobs are insane. Like, That's the craziest thing in the world. But also, isn't that quite dangerous? Aren't you just being like, oh, I've had to go to bloody change my top again well no but you do they give you that's why they give you breast pads because you can anything yeah. can make you lactate and and you know if, oh if uh, after a certain amount of time if you're mm. um if you've fed your baby and it's been asleep and things and you've gone out to the shops and someone's minding the baby or something you've got oh, i don't know why I go out to the shops go out anywhere go and expose yeah. your breasts in the bank anyway while <laughs> you're while you're out um all of a sudden you start to feel that you need to feed and so you, that's about the time your baby's waking up and you can literally walk through the door just at the moment your baby's waking up and be back ready to feed. Oh my God. That is weird. That is, is amazing. I get amazing. really, really like intense, what I call period boobs. Yeah. So like before, a couple of days before my period, like mm. I literally feel like my boobs could like knock houses down. Mm. Like yeah. they're so big and so heavy. Mm. And I always wonder like, is that what breast milk, like having your boobs full of milk feels like, like you could literally like knock someone out because it's yeah when they're really full it's so painful when they when you when you need your baby to come and but but it will sort of just come out anyway it's yeah. it will just be like a wet dream i suppose it will just wow leak i think something we mentioned already so that boobs are so sexualized and what yeah. you come away from that that podcast with as well is one of the first things that it's just every person says they're like boobs are just boobs like they're just boobs yeah, yeah and it's just like that's it and so yeah. like the sexualization of them is where so much of the issues stem from yeah yeah they've just been sexualized in the media and mm. you would think that their only use was for the male gaze you know the way that we yeah yeah I, and then you and then there are villages in africa where there are women who have their boobs out all the time and mm. that's seen as like you know empowerment and like a sign of a strong sign of femininity and nothing else Whereas mm. here it's mm. like, you're asking for it, you know, mm. all this kind of energy. What mm. really annoys me is that but the boobs are always talked about as as for men, as you said, they're there yes. for them to look at and fiddle yes. with and all of that. But nobody talks about the, the enormous sense of pleasure or, or, or the enormous pleasure they can give the women, women themselves. Yes. And we don't, mm. we don't talk about it. And, and And I see a lot of women who feel real shame about... Mm being turned on by having their breasts touched because yeah. it's meant to be for somebody else. It's not meant to be, the pleasure is not meant to be their own, which mm. is so infuriating. It, yes. it, 
what enjoy you know yeah that's such a good point actually mm. and i also think that we don't necessarily feel empowered to even say that no. so even you saying that is like i'm even like gosh that's so true mm. i'm not even sure i've said that out loud but it's so true like it almost feels like they are objects for men and we we don't really get to be part of that conversation mm. even though they're on us and say i actually like having my boobs touched or i like or even to mm. just say i like having my boobs out because i like having my boobs out because it makes me feel sexy end of yeah. story like mm. without us being criticized for it i think it's always the worrying of the critique you know and actually screw what people think it's but i think it's easy for me to say that though but it is still hard i mean sometimes mm. i get you know i have my boobs out not even that much and the staring is like you know there was a sign but on the tube that talked about staring free yes exactly your boobs are free a... whereas lipstick or whatever yes. hair dye or whatever it is you have to pay yes. for that so that's okay yes. that's okay mm. you know enjoy that embrace it love it makes you feel like a girl well put your boobs out oh no no oh, no no, no, yeah, no it's no, like no. too much yeah They're you're free. asking for it yeah and also i think with boobs is people feel they have so much access because they're out there because i've mm. had it in bathrooms where with women who will be like oh my God, like, I want your boobs. And then within two seconds, their hands are on my boobs. And I'm like, mm, what? Good yeah. Lord. And they're like, oh my God, like, I want, I, you know what I mean? And I'm like, this is, mm. the, this is the thing is people just feel that they can touch them. And that's not, mm. yeah. And that's not just women, that's men as well. Feeling like, you know, you have, you having them out is you sending a message. And it's like, mm. not really. I'm just, I just have my boobs out. But then for a lot of people, it's like, oh, that means that you want me to look at them or you want me to touch them. Or mm. you'll only have them out because you want attention. There's always got to be a a reason. Mm. And it can never be like, I just have my boobs out because I have my boobs out. Mm. You know, mm. it's like, mm. and then we look at someone like Holly Willoughby and how much slack she gets every week on Dancing on Ice. And she hasn't even really got her boobs out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it's always like, oh, like Ofcom complaints. You know, it's just mm. insane. It's like, it's focus on the damn show. Yeah. Like, bore off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know? Yeah. There's some cracking dancing going on. The feet you should be looking at. Yeah. Not like, breasts. can you skate on ice, babes? Like, yeah, really? Not me. Can you? Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> Mum, when you said then you should be looking at her feet, I was like, what? Why, you weirdo? And then I, re- I never realised dancing show. I'm just, I'm slow today. I don't get it. <laughs> like, there should be Ofcom complaints about her feet. They're too nice. They're lovely. And they're always out. She's asking for it. Yeah. Do you know what? I love that you and your mum can like talk like this like it is just it must be just the dream like honestly I'm just like this is amazing I would love to have this relationship with a child one day because it's so I do think it all it starts at home right education starts at home I think it's amazing that this is what you do by the way I just had to say I was like oh that's so kind of you it's inspiration for me yeah oh I love that I'm gonna call my mum today and be like dildos and see what she says back I love it. And you just what? immediately hang up. She'll be like, "Someone prank called me today and just shouted dildos down the phone." Like, oh, what? What's a dildo? Yeah. yeah, they had your number. It's really weird. Uh, Jackie, we're we're running over. This has been so much fun. Um, thank you so so much for coming on. Um, but before we end it, is there anything else you you want to you want to say or you want to get out there? Is there anything we've missed today? No, I mean I think that this has been one of the most interesting conversations I've ever had. Ah, really, really, it has. I love it. Really refreshing. Like now, I'm literally going to start like googling like book like books on sex and like 
go on like Google Scholar and like try and find some like academic <laughs> sex reports. Like I feel like yeah, that's, yeah. you know, I said I was this morning that like, it's all, I'm doing nothingness today. Oh no. No, yeah, I'm, I'm doing research it's game tonight. time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's no, brilliant. I just want to say thank you for having me on. And this has been such a refreshing, fun conversation and oh. really inspirational. Because as I said, I think just the, you know, you're a dynamic duo and it's really lovely to see it. So thank you for having me on. But thank you too. Thank you for giving up part of your quiet day for us. Oh, of course. Yeah, thank of course. you so anytime, much. Anytime, anytime. It's been lovely. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you so much to Jackie Adadeji for speaking to us. If you want to keep up to date with her column, her podcast and everything else she's up to, you can check her out on Instagram at oh my gosh, it's Jackie. Until then, we'll see you next week for some more Real Sex Education. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Sex Education, which is hosted by Diggory Waite and Kate Campbell. The show is produced by Diggory Waite and the executive producer is Claire Broughton. The Real Sex Education is a hat-trick podcast. This podcast is based on the real-life relationship between Diggory Waite and his mother, accredited sex therapist Kate Campbell. The show is therefore inspired by, but otherwise unrelated to, the TV show Sex Education. But yes, Diggory does wish his mother was played by Gillian Anderson.